0: Hello and welcome to the teaching podcast of Coastal Community Church, where our mission is to be love in Jesus Christ to the lost and found in our community. For more information about what Coastal is all about, visit SebastianChurch.com. Now, please prepare your hearts to receive whatever God may have for you in today's sermon. Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, I'm, I'm Seth, I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, if I didn't get a chance to say hello at your seat, hello, hope you're doing well. Uh, if y'all didn't realize this, uh, we have kids in here tonight because uh, we wanted to give our Coastal Kids uh, workers a break tonight. Um, they were here earlier this morning with the two services we had earlier. So don't worry, I'm gonna talk loud enough that, that we can talk over the any ch- child noise, okay? So they're here, we, we love kids here at Coastal, okay? Um, all right, so um, how many of you have plans anybody? anybody have plans for Christmas you guys have plans just a few uh, you might want you might want to think that through uh, and get some plans so I always we, we always have big plans for Christmas we go and eat dinner at my parents house and you know, we have a whole routine in the morning, right? You know, and we have a pattern uh, to uh, how we open presents. We don't just hand everybody their presents, and it's a free-for-all. We don't do that. That's crazy chaos, okay? What we do is each person gets a gift, and then when we, the, the next gift gets given, and then the next, you know what I'm talking about? We have organization, okay? Um, and I, I don't, I, I have a plan, but sometimes that plan is disrupted. Have you had any plans disrupted this Christmas, Anybody? Anybody here? All right, yeah, there's some plans disrupted. Um, all right, so if not, the, don't, stay tuned. It's gonna happen because not everything is going to go as planned. We've been talking about missing peace over the last few weeks. And, uh, and, and we've talked about uh, how you can have peace in the midst of chaos, and my plans were disrupted for Christmas just a few years ago, and I say a few years ago is it, it was almost ten back in 2014. Uh, we were ready to go to Christmas, and um, we have a lot of kids, and so there is a high percentage that one of our kids is going to um, projectile vomit. Uh, did you guys wake up? Is it? Did we, we we woke up. Okay, we got coffee out there, and then the production team said, "Are you sure you want to say projectile vomit on?" Yeah, they might fall asleep. So so as as we're talking through, my wife and I are like, we, we're coming up with a backup plan. You know how this goes as parents, you're like, okay, we can kinda, you go half the day, I'll go half the day. You know, somebody's watching this sick kid. Well, then another one bites the dust, okay? <laughs> And then because we have a lot of kids, like the percentage keeps rising until we reach that percentage. Now, my family has never been germaphobes, but we reached that percentage of children being sick that nobody wanted to be around us anymore. And so we had to come to the decision that our plan had to change. In fact, it had to be completely canceled. We had to stay home for Christmas. And any of you who have ever done this before, like it seems like a horrible thing, but eventually... It kind of grew on us, right? Because it was quiet and we ate steak for dinner. But sometimes not everything works out when your plan changes. And I just want to tell you, I don't know what has vomited all over your plans this year. I'm sure it's something. I won't keep using that. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure something has destroyed your plans this year in some way. It's... it's very likely that it's happened to you. But we've been talking about uh, peace as it comes, as it has to do with Jesus. And we've been talking about how um, we can have peace in the midst of disruption, actually. We can have peace even when our plans don't go as planned. We can have peace because peace is not in the absence of problems, but it's found in the presence of of Jesus. And that's why we talk about peace at Christmas. So I'm gonna be really open. We have authenticity as one of our core values. Um, That's why I'm oversharing. Uh, And so what I wanna tell you is how I responded. Uh, As the pastor, I'm being wide open with you. It wasn't very good. Um, Children that are sick, they can drive me nuts, okay? I don't know about you. Maybe you have like patience of steel, but I was, I was having a little trouble and I, was, I responded by being grumpy. <clears throat> Does anyone else? Uh, come on, help me out here. Is, am I the only one? Like my plans got changed. The kids, it wasn't anybody's fault, but I, I, it made me a little grumpy and it stole my peace. But if my peace is dependent on having all my children healthy and all my plans coming true, I am bound to miss out on peace. But if my peace does not depend on everything going just right like a Christmas movie, but instead is dependent on the presence of Jesus, then my peace can be lasting in the midst of every storm. I'm gonna, you, you have to make a decision this Christmas, and to be honest with you, we're, this is Christmas Eve into evening, you don't have much time left, okay? This is kind of the end of the movie, so if you want it to end well, you, you, gotta, you gotta do things right, okay? So you have to make a decision that you're not gonna let anything take away your peace. In fact, why don't you tell your neighbor that? You guys have been a little quiet here. We need to wake you up. Tell your neighbor, I'm not gonna let anything take away my peace. Now, if it's somebody who might take away your peace like a child, glare them in the eyes, especially if they're teenagers, children, my children right here. Nothing, nothing is gonna take away my peace. You might try. (laughs) Well, the shepherds were watching over the flocks at night. They were at work work on the night shift, and their plans changed because the angels came to them in the night. Luke chapter ten verses, sorry, Luke chapter two, verses 10 through 12. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, cloth lying in a manger. So the angels say, hey, it's gonna be good news. He's, he's the wonderful counselor. He's the prince of peace, awesome. He's gonna fix our problems. All right, so we continue. In verse 13, it says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, which refers to all the angels in heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angel had returned to heaven, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. In other words, let's change our plans. Now they had a choice. And so they're thinking, hey, um, the angel just said, peace is coming to earth through this baby, Jesus. The shepherds were able to see that and they changed their plans on purpose. But can you imagine Mary and Joseph? Can you imagine, uh, you know, this newly engaged couple? You know, they just, they, they haven't even gone to print the engagement photos yet. They just got them posted to Instagram. Okay, it was a beautiful photo shoot on the Bethlehem Bridge, and, and jo- Joseph and Mary just look so cute and in love and all this, and they had... You know they had some plans. They had uh, they had planned on getting married in June, which makes more sense uh, in that climate than December. And they had planned on you know starting, getting a starter house, making babies, increasing their carpentry business, all the things that you think about as newlyweds. And then a disruption happened. All right, so I want I want this is your chance, okay? I want to know how you respond when your plans are disrupted. Now keep in mind, you probably brought someone here who can out you. Okay? So and, and I'm kind of giving permission to that person. But I have three different options, okay? A, B, and C. Are you with me? If you're following online, we're, we're broadcasting online tonight. Um, if you're following online, man, type it in the comments. Be honest with us. All right, so how do, you, how do you deal when your plans are completely blown up? Do you, A, freak out and have an anxiety attack? Anybody, hang on, we gotta... We did this this morning and it's like some people's hands were broken and they couldn't raise them up. So we just needed to test that right now. Can everybody raise their hand? Just try it right now, try it out. Okay, you guys, awesome. I only saw like a few broken arms. All right, so all right, so let's try that again. A, you freak out and you have an anxiety attack. All right, there's some, some more honest people. Okay, all right, mine's coming. Okay, so it's okay, you're in good company. So B, B that's me, um, Lash out irrationally at people that have nothing to do with the disruption. <laughs> B, I'm B, okay. If you need to nudge someone, elbow them, you know, hold their hand up for them, whatever. You know, but children, you know this is me. Yes, I see that hand. I see those hands. All right, and then, and then C, um, C is go on an emotional lockdown. Lock out everybody, don't even, don't even look them in the eyes, let alone utter a word. Do not allow them to penetrate your emotional fortress. Okay, anyone, see, see? All right, and then there's one more and that's D, somebody told me this this morning, I had to add another one, D, uh, all the above. Anybody, all the above, you just, <laughs> you just lash out ir- irresp- you know, irrationally and, and have an anxiety attack and lock down, okay? All right, so stay away from those people. Whoever raised, whoo, yikes. Uh, so angel appears to Mary. Mary has the opportunity to process this crazy news in the presence of the angel. Joseph doesn't get that same opportunity as he, as he hears the news for the first time. Now. Now, uh, Mary seems to be excited. You know, we always quote her, you know, let it be done to me, done unto me. And wow, isn't she great, you know? And then it's Joseph's turn. He's gonna be so excited. Uh, How do you think he's gonna respond? Uh, Well, he wants to divorce her quietly, which under the circumstances is pretty polite. And so, you know, they're talking about it. And can you imagine that conversation? So not only did you cheat, but with the Holy Ghost, you, the, (laughs) what? What? Not only did you cheat, but you're lying, and you're crazy, okay? Crazy fiance. So his knee-jerk reaction was to divorce her quietly, but he goes to God, the angel comes to him rather, and says, hey, your crazy fiance is telling the truth. So what do you do when your plans are interrupted? Thank you for your honesty. Um, we do have uh, an affiliated psych- uh, therapist on our staff. So we're just so thankful. Let me know if you need help. And I'll be the first one to go get help. So two truths to hold on to. I want, to, I want you to hold on to these two truths when your plans are disrupted. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would reveal this to our hearts would would impress it on our hearts that when our plans are disrupted, we wouldn't go to our knee-jerk, our A, B, C, or even D, but that we would go to these two truths that are going to keep our peace. We pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said. All right, these two truths I want you to hold on to when your plans are disrupted. Number one, you do not have to understand the disruption to trust that God has a purpose. I don't like that one. I don't like that one because... I also have a purpose, I like my plans, right? But you, don't, you actually don't have to understand the why to still trust, you, you can still simply trust Jesus, trust that God has a plan. Proverbs 19, 21 says, you can make many plans, and we do, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. You have plans, I have plans, I, I like to stick to my plans. Joseph, Mary, they had plans but none of them will prevail above God's plan. And so when our plan is diverted from, we can trust that we may not understand it, but there is, it will be used for God's purpose. So the first truth that I want you to hang on to, you don't have to understand the disruption to trust that God has the purpose. And the second one is uh, your plans disruption may be God's plan under construction. I, I don't love that one either. I don't like that one either because I really prefer my plan. I really, if we could just stick to my plan, Jesus, that would be great. He sounds like a control freak. But Don't even pretend that you don't want what you want. But we have to decide, we have to decide how are we going to interpret the, the stuff that happens to us? Are we going to freak out, r- uh, lash out irrationally, lock down? Or are we gonna say, you know what, maybe, maybe there's something I don't understand, but it's God's, God will use it for his purpose. And maybe this disruption is actually a greater plan coming together. Romans eight twenty eight is a fantastic verse. It'd be great to memorize. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Now, this does not say that God causes all the bad things that happen to you. This does not, this also does not say that everything that happens to you is good. What this says is that God will make everything that happens to you and he will, he will make it work into his good and your good. All of it is a part of your story. And God takes this vomit and this tragedy and this trauma and this loss, and he says, I will use this to move my plan forward, even this tragedy, even the hell that happens on earth that shouldn't happen to anyone. My plan, my purpose will prevail. My plan is always under construction for your good. Back to our disrupted plan. You, you heard the ending of the story. It turned out good for me. I, we, we enjoyed a quiet day at home. Our kids began feeling better as kids do by noon. Usually about the time you say you're not going to school, they start feeling better, right? And uh, this was Christmas day though, so there was even more motivation. We, we enjoyed time, we made memories that day. And, and I could name, and I, I, my, my wife has reminded me that we advertised a short sermon uh, she you're welcome by the way uh she she says you texted it out, you put it on social media. Keep the sermon short, so I'm going to keep the sermon short, but I want to share one more disruption in in our story. Uh, I had graduated college and uh i was I was a youth pastor through college and graduated college and got hired as the associate pastor at another church and um, it, was, it was like a hundred year old church. I'm pretty sure most of the members were at least that old. And I was 24 years old, what a young punk pastor I was. And I was there to bring, you know, young people and all this, you know, to people that didn't yet see it. And so it didn't take long and they, they freed my future. Okay, they, they just, they let me know it was not, they weren't ready for that. And I, I was so crushed by that because they hired me for that purpose, and and my little 24-year-old emotions got hurt. And uh, some of you, some of you, are like, oh, such a poor baby. Let me just tell you a little. It was a rough. Uh, it was a rough go. Uh, we had several other things happen related to the church, and you know, I, I know we've all suffered some sort of religious hurt. At the end of the day, we have to decide, hey, I'm not gonna allow that to keep me from God. I'm not gonna allow that to keep me from being a part of, a healthy part of his family. Listen, this is how crazy it was, okay? This job, um, every week they publish a bulletin. You know, it was one of those churches, every week you had a bulletin, and in the back was my name, Reverend Seth James Goldsmith Sr. They had to make me sound as old as possible because I was not, and then, after that was my, my job title, which sums up my, my career there at that church. It was Ass Pastor. Now, y'all get your minds out of the gutter. It was, there was a period after Ass, okay? So it was, it was okay. And, and it stayed that way most of the time I was there. They, it never went away. I mentioned it and uh, they said, oh, we were very sorry about that, but it just kept <laughs> going. And I, I was so crushed that, that, that I didn't work there anymore. But now looking back, it's always easier to see God's plan when you're looking back. Now looking back, uh, I wouldn't be here today. I gotta be honest with you, I couldn't say vomit uh, in that church and get away with it. I, I'd be, we'd have a meeting with the deacons after, right? We couldn't get away with the lights and the, 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 the haze and the rock and roll. Like we couldn't reach the people that we get to reach who are tired of church as they experienced as children. And I wouldn't be here, this is my 18th Christmas Eve service, I wouldn't get the pleasure of getting to lead this church if I'd have insisted on my plan instead of embracing God's plan. I wanna tell you God will redeem every hurt, every tragedy, every loss, every trauma. He didn't intend for that. That's not his, you know, he's not making that happen, but he will make those things work together for your good. Let's pray. Would you you bow your heads with me? Jesus, we need your peace. When our plans are disrupted and we do A, B, C, or D, we need your peace. Can I invite you tonight to give Jesus a chance? You may have gotten dragged here against your will. It's Christmas, it's almost as bad as Easter. You know, everybody wants you to go to church, so here you are. But maybe God is doing something in your life. Would you give Jesus a chance? He loves you. He knows everything you've ever done. He knows your sin, he knows my sin, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he loves you anyway. And when you embrace a relationship with him, you will have peace that the Bible says, peace that transcends understanding, peace that doesn't even need to be explained. I want that for you tonight. And I know that sometimes when our plans are disrupted, so is our peace. So I wanna pray over you tonight. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, is there anyone in here that your plan, your peace has been interrupted. I wanna pray over you tonight. I'm not gonna invite anybody to come forward. I, I just wanna pray for you where you're at. Anybody wanna raise their hand? I wanna pray over you. Uh-huh. Your peace has been interrupted. Lots of hands. Okay, thank you for your honesty. Is there is there anyone here, as we as we can get ready to close, as with your heads bowed and eyes closed, is there anyone here who would say, I'm, I'm not happy with my relationship with God right now. Is there anyone here who would be honest with me on this Christmas Eve and say, I, I wish my relationship with God was better. I just wanna pray over you. Anyone? Mm-hmm. All right, Jesus. Jesus has seen every hand and knows every heart. And so would you at your seat embrace him? You can say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I trust you. And I want you to name that thing, that disruption. Would you either silently with your lips or even out loud quietly, would you name that in his presence? In the presence of Jesus, call out what has stolen your peace from you tonight. And now I invite you to say, Jesus, I give this to you. I surrender, feel that burden lifted. For some, maybe they, 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 they haven't trusted Jesus. I want us to just give the opportunity for those who haven't trusted Jesus to put their faith in him, maybe for the first time. We're gonna just say a quick prayer, admitting that we've failed and that we need him and that we believe that Jesus died as a perfect sacrificial payment and that we will commit our lives to follow him. If you're ready to make that kind of commitment, pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned, I know I've messed up, please forgive me. I believe that you died as a perfect sacrifice And so I'm committing to live my life following you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you were blessed by today's teaching. We would love to connect with you, and here are some ways you can connect with us. You can submit a prayer request, find a life group, or check out some of the upcoming events at SebastianChurch.com. Go. Join us here again for the next episode.